What's up, Lashinistas? Welcome to the show. This is the Sassy Lash Podcast, where we talk about the ever-growing eyelash industry. If this is your first time listening, welcome. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow as a lash artist and or salon owner. So whether you work for a company or yourself, this podcast is for you. Hey everyone, this is Shauna and Mike Jones. We are the owners of Sassy Lashes. Our heart is to share with you guys our uphill battle from what started out of a small, tiny bedroom has turned into a very large, successful company with over 75 employees. We are here to encourage you during your last journey and to share a raw version of what it's really like. So today's episode is the transition. But before we go into things, we're going to talk about our iTunes contest. Very cool. So guys, we are running an iTunes review contest. Obviously, if you've been listening, you're well aware of the contest. We decided to change things up a little bit, though. Yes. We've been getting so many great reviews from the podcast and on the YouTube channel. Obviously, for those of you who don't have iTunes or maybe have an Android phone, you've been watching and following along on YouTube, we're going to be changing it up a little bit. So instead of just picking one winner... We're going to be taking. We're going to be picking two. We're going to so be picking two winners. We're going to be making some huge gift baskets with tons and tons of supplies, probably over like three hundred, four hundred dollars um, in supplies, and we're going to be picking two winners, which we're super excited about. Um, the reviews keep coming, and they're really good. And yeah. we decided to pick two winners instead of just one. So. Yeah. Keep the reviews coming. We're more than happy to be, we'll be announcing actually just in a couple weeks here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're super excited. And actually Mike and I stay up late at night and we we read the reviews and we absolutely love them. Um, it's It's been super awesome to just read everything and um, to get the feedback we've been getting. So keep doing it, we love it. Um, how do they enter the, the It's contest? real simple. All you gotta do is go to iTunes and leave us a review. You're a gonna good take review. A, yeah, hopefully a good <laughs> review. You're gonna take a picture of your review and you're going to email it to giveaways at sassylashbrands.com. That's giveaways at sassylashbrands.com. Take a picture of it. Make sure you put your real name in there. Yeah. I don't want to be seeing. I mean, I love some of your guys' handles, but it'll be a little bit easier if we can announce the real person's yeah. one's name. Not like Sexy Girl 2002. So yeah, yeah if you could leave your real name, um, we've gotten so many uh, emails, over a hundred. So we're super, super excited. So keep it coming, and then we will be announcing it in the next few weeks. Very cool. All right, let's jump into today's episode. So in today's episode, we're talking about making the transition from being a lash artist. To actually being your own boss, being your own salon owner, opening your own lash boutique, maybe just running a room by mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Um, I, I always reference the Facebook groups that I'm in, but I read a lot of it just because it gives us content to talk about. But um, I think this is a huge topic that people really want to get insight on. Um, you know, they're like, when is a great time for me? You know, I'm working for someone and I'm either on commission or hourly. And I really I don't know uh, when a good time is to to jump ship and to do my own thing. Um, I actually had one person on Instagram write me and they were like telling me their situation. And um, I just kind of wanted to be real and raw with them and ask them about their finances because that's huge um, between your clientele and and how many clients you're doing and your finances because that's huge. So I didn't want to be nosy, but um, I definitely helped her in that situation. So there's a few things that you guys want to look at when you guys are trying to make that transition. And I feel like one of the main things is finances and then clientele. Um, Just in my opinion, 
I felt like it was a great time to open up shop when I was working seven days a week and I just had an overflow of clients that I knew that if I hired someone or if I went into my own spot, that I would be financially stable enough to afford rent and afford supplies and everything that's involved in you know owning your own spot. So I think clientele and finances, I mean, with us, we didn't really have a pot to piss in. We were a little bit of a different story. <laughs> yeah. Going back in time, yeah. if we could do things differently, obviously would have saved a little bit more money up. Yeah, I think we put a lot of stuff on credit cards. Um, and then we had some rooms because we had what, what was it, five or six rooms? Five rooms, yeah. Five rooms when we opened our own place. Um, and a lot of them sat with no furniture in them because we couldn't finish it. So I would say either you know avoid putting everything on credit cards because you don't want to rack up debt. But if you know you can do it and you can pay them off, go ahead and do it. But I would say definitely get your finances in order. And then like with us, I mean, I marinated in a bedroom for about four years before I made the jump. And I think that that was super important because I was learning, I was growing um, as a person, as a lash artist. Um, I made sure that we were stable enough, like in our relationship, at your in your <laughs> at-home situation. I mean, I know it sounds terrible, but you don't want to open up your own own spot if you're not stable in your in your own home with your own relationships and your own business. So I feel like we kind of just waited four years until I had steady clientele that I knew were going to transition with me, and um, and also hiring on people that I knew that I had the ability to train them, and that I would slowly weed myself out because my goal was just to become a salon owner and not still lash. I was I was burnt out and over it. So I wanted people to be working for me and then me kind of fade away. Yeah, I will say this too. You know, it's important to have good credit. Yeah. And why I say that, um, we're, we're in a good economy still. We're actually in what they call the longest running uh, bull market of all time. So basically what that means is a lot of these places, if you're thinking about going and renting a room somewhere, like whether it's like a solo salon or something that rents these individual rooms, or, you know, like say you want to go start your own first salon, they're going to make sure that you have money in the bank and have decent credit because they're going to pull your credit and they're going to make sure that there's not a bunch of stuff in there. So what happens if you don't have super, super good credit, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you're sitting around, you made some bad choices. Listen, I'm not going to throw stones. I was one of the first people I will tell you <laughs> when I first moved to Vegas, I think I had a 520 yeah. credit score. Yeah, it was bad. Uh-huh. I had like a repossession. I had, you know, people I owed money. I had I was in check systems on my bank account. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a couple really neat credit repair places out there. Just make sure you get with one that's reputable and they'll be able to give you like references of people they've helped. And what we did was we did a credit repair, went Mm -hmm. through, got everything cleaned up, got rid of old collections, old stuff off the record and started basically over from scratch. Yeah. This time around took it very serious with our credit, Mm -hmm. made sure that we, with our tiny little starter credit card, we were paying off. Prepaid. Most banks will actually (laughs) do what they call, um, it's like a secured line of credit. So Mm -hmm. basically... Let's you take say, your own money, right? You, yeah, use your own money. So you can actually get a $300 credit card. You'll put the $300 down, get your own credit card, and then what happens is like if you don't pay the bill, they at least got the money to cover it. Mm-hmm. But when you're done with it, you can use it like a normal credit card, put gas on it, put stuff on it, and then what'll happen is when you you can actually, you'll start getting offers for like other credit cards and you can close that card out, get your money back from the bank, but then you'll build your credit scores up. Mm-hmm. And we can talk on that a whole other thing, but places are gonna wanna check your credit. They're gonna make sure you're, you're a decent person to rent to. Because I mean, here's the thing. If they go in there and they do what they call tenant improvements and they fix the place up looking you know, cute for you and how you want it, mm-hmm. they want to make sure that you're not going to welch out on the deal after they spend all that money investing into you Yeah, and you don't pay rent on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would also say, yeah, credit's super important because I think when, when I first met Mike, I had like um, I had a bunch of collections on there and I had like a 540 credit. 
um, I had like the Dwayne Wade sidekick and I, <laughs> I just remember it being like a T-Mobile collection and it was just haunting me and like there's not, it was like literally like $42 and I'm like seriously like I didn't know anything about it so definitely clean up your credit and they're going to ask for references too so just make sure that you're putting you know people in there that you haven't screwed over so they give you a good reference um, but yeah I would I would definitely say save your money and um, one of the biggest things I would say is if you're working for someone or if you're working with a company you want to do things right so if you decide that you want to go out on your own I would definitely give a notice I wouldn't just ditch out on that company. Yeah. I think that's super important. And and I will uh, dive into this too with non-competes. If you are in a non-compete, um, just depending on, wh- wh- how should I word that? The, the years on the non-compete, there's so many crazy non-competes out there. Um, I would definitely follow through with that if it's reasonable. Um, and I think the biggest thing is if you're working for someone and they got you clients with their marketing money, I would try and rebrand yourself and remarket and be honest about it and gain your own clientele. Yeah, and here's the thing. we I mean, because we see this all the time. We mm-hmm. have girls that will come in fresh out of beauty school. They don't have a pot to piss in. We hire them. We train them. We feed them clients. We literally take them from being, you know, living in mom's basement to, <laughs> to, yeah, to the high rise to life. the high rise life and, and making a lot of money. And then when they leave, they're like, oh, these are all my clients. And mm-hmm. then they don't pay attention to the non-compete. And, you know, I hate to see it happen like that. But here's the thing. At some point in time, you branch out on your own. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to have girls working for you that you're yeah. going to take your own hard-earned money when you started out. And you're going to invest in those people. And you're going to put them up and help them make a great living. And they're going to turn around and do the exact same thing to you. Yeah. So that's why I think Shauna's trying to say, be admirable what you're doing. If you're in a non-compete, make sure you honor it. And listen, the last thing you want to do, and listen, this is a life lesson that everybody needs to learn. Mm -hmm. Don't burn bridges. Right. Okay. I'll never forget growing up as a kid, like I would get in a fight with somebody. I'd be like, I'm never talking again. My mom would be like, hey, hey, hey. Don't burn bridges. I want you to go apologize to them. I'm like, I'm not apologizing to them. You know, they punched me or they stole, you know, my Legos or they, whatever the case may be. My mom would be like, hey, you never know when that person's going to come back around in life and when you're actually going to need them. And I'll tell you what, I can't tell you how many times in life that where I've gone out and I've actually had to actually talk to people again in Vegas that people haven't seen in like a decade mm-hmm. that have come back around and, and been helped me either in my business or helped us when we're buying a house or some type of something where they've been some type of big help. So don't burn those bridges. You never know when you're gonna need advice. You could be starting out and the people that help train you could actually come back and, and be a big advocate in helping you branch out and grow the right way. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all of that. And then if you are a business owner and you have lash artists currently right now and you're dealing with them possibly leaving, um, like at Sassy Lashes, I mean, it, it happens a lot. Like people want to grow, they want to do their own thing. And I think that's amazing because, I mean, we have kids. I always look at it like if our daughter Olive was working for Sassy Lashes and she was like, hey, listen, I had an amazing experience with you guys, but I'm in a new season now and I want to go do my own thing. I I. I mean, there's two girls that just left Sassy, and I am all for that. As long as they're just not taking clients, then that's yeah. totally fine. So if you're a business owner and you're going through that, you know, uh, the worst thing you can do is is get mad about it and oh, ruin yeah. a relationship about Try it. Try and stomp them out. Oh, for them. sure. I mean, I mean, one of them is now a brand ambassador, and I'm just like, hey, listen, go girl. Like, if that's what you want to do in life, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be that bitchy owner to stop that. You know what I mean? As long as you're not taking our clients, because that is our marketing money, which we spend a lot of money on. Go do your thing. You know, go spread your little wings and <laughs> and do your thing. You can't fault somebody from wanting to better themselves. Right. Exactly. And Every, if, everybody wants to better themselves. Yeah, 
for sure. And if it's not with our company and if it's not something we can offer, then we're all for them going to do that um, as long as they're just following you know, the rules with the clients. And I know sometimes it's hard because when you do have clients, it's like a, a serious relationship and you don't want to break up with them over a non-compete. But you got to follow through with the rules, I think. Absolutely. The other thing too, guys, we'll tell you this. When you're at that point, you've got your money saved, like you've been working hard, you've been putting that money away, building that little nest egg, you've got your credit on point, you're ready to rent that room, you've got an overflow of clients, like mm-hmm. everything, every sign in the sky is pointing to it's time to make the jump, right? Yeah. And you're like, I wanna do it, but I like the environment I'm in, like mm-hmm. I'm comfortable. It's a comfortable thing. Comfort- oh, for sure. Nobody wants to break that level of comfort of uh, comfortability. Comfortability, yeah. I think that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Comfortability, right? Because they've got their friends, they all go to lunch together, they're party buddies on the weekend, they've got all their clients that come in, stuff is just like handed to them, their supplies are set, they're not actually in charge of having to book any appointments or anything, it's a routine and they don't wanna break that routine. My biggest takeaway from that would be to tell you guys, if you're at that point and you're like contemplating making that jump, do it. Because here's why, if you don't make that jump, you're going to regret it. You're not only going to regret it from a standpoint of because you never actually went out and tried, but you're going to regret it because here's the thing. If you don't make that leap of faith, if you don't try it and you're thinking people are going to laugh at me, they're going to, they're going to judge me, they're going to give me a hard time. You or know I'm going to fail. Or I'm going to fail. You can't let your ego get in the way. Everybody has a fragile little ego and they mm-hmm. can't take that first little punch on the chin. And as soon as somebody comes in and steps on him or laughs at him or tells him, you know, you're not going to be able to make it work, they instantly go, oh, they're right, and then they quit right away. So just make the jump and know it's gonna be hard, people are going to laugh, people are gonna point fingers, people are gonna doubt you doing it, and use it as ammunition, and turn around and shove it back in their face, and use it to to win the day, and use it to be able to branch out on your own and do it on your own, and spread your little wings and fly. Yeah, and you're also, um, when you do make the transition during, especially at first, um, you know, if you don't have a mentor, if you don't have somebody, you know, guiding you through the process, there's gonna be a lot of bumps in the road. Um, You're gonna be dealing with clients for the first time, complaining directly to you. You're gonna be in charge of your own scheduling. You're gonna be um, in charge of your own marketing, and it's gonna be extremely overwhelming and you're gonna wanna give up. So I would say just ride the waves because it's never going to be easy. You just have to keep it up, keep going, keep moving, and actually like grow from your mistakes because that's how you're gonna grow into your business and become successful. Absolutely, there's no right way to do it. (laughs) Whatever way you do it is the right way because that's the way you're gonna have to live with. Yeah, and just one more thing I would say on that is um, people like that I read in the groups, I know I always refer to that, but um, they're like, I'm scared because where I'm at, you know, I have a clientele, they book for me, they give me my supplies. And if I go out in the real world, it's it's oversaturated. You know, I'm comfortable where I'm at now. And I think when you say oversaturated, that's just a mindset. That's oh, yeah. you. That's you doubting oh, yourself. Yeah. Because there's like millions of girls, you know, and not everybody's happy with their current lash place. And if you're already doubting yourself and you already have that in your mind, like, oh, it's so oversaturated, that's just your mindset and it's holding you back. I feel like if you're offering something unique and you have it in you and you really, you think you can do it and you know you can do it, that if you're moving forward with that and you have that in your, uh, that you have that mindset, then you're good to go. And get a Good, get a good mentor. Mm-hmm. Get somebody to talk to that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. You don't want like your like drinking buddies are like, yeah, Susie, you should do it. <laughs> like, yeah, women power, right? 
Like that's the worst group to listen to. You actually want somebody who's been through the process, mm-hmm. who's had to go out there on the in the real world and take their lumps, and ask them. Be like, hey, what do you think? What did you What did you encounter? Or talk to someone who's got their own studio. Hey, what were the biggest takeaways? Yeah, you can get this information from us, but I think if you actually heard someone close to your own circle it would also help to elevate your confidence too, because now you're seeing somebody from your own area who's actually gone out and done it too. So I would say biggest takeaways from today, uh, make sure you get your credit good, make sure you're saving your money, mm-hmm. build up your client base, don't be afraid to spread your wings and yeah, fly. Yeah, get in the right mindset Get in the right, sure. mind, the right mindset and find a good mentor, somebody mm-hmm. who's actually gone through it, who's close to you, who can offer you good advice and, and kind of help you to make that jump. All you need is a good support system Yeah, and the rest will fall into place. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys can always DM us. I mean, even though we're extremely busy, I love answering questions and helping as much as I can. Um, Our time is limited, but I always try and answer DMs. And I personally run all the social media and I see everything come through. I appreciate it. And I'm the one responding. It's not, I don't pay someone to run social media. Um, You know, not yet. So (laughs) you got questions, please reach out. We're happy to answer them for you guys. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got for you guys today. As always, if you guys have gotten value from today's episode, please go on iTunes or YouTube if you're watching it there and leave us a good review. Um, We obviously appreciate all the feedback, the comments. We try to address as much as we can. Please refer somebody to our show as well if you feel we've gotten value from today's episode. We don't charge a fee for this. No. So we obviously do this for you guys. So please, please, please subscribe, like, leave us a comment, refer somebody, whatever you got to do. Either way, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.